Welcome back to Jedi Enclave. I'm Daniel. I'm Chris. And uh, we are just two lonely nerds trying to find our way in the universe. If we don't do it, who will? Yeah, that's true. No one else, that's for damn sure. Yeah, no one's going to find our way for us. None of the none of the 20 other Star Wars, 20 billion Star Wars channels on YouTube. Nope. Uh, all right, so November is kind of like Christmas for uh, most Star Wars fans, because we got a lot of Star Wars shit coming mm-hmm. out in November. Um, one of them, and this is something I am particularly excited for, is the game Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which um, EA and Respawn are, are doing. There was a, recently a, a really cool trailer for it. I figured we kind of go through it a little bit, break it down, and talk about it. Um, we will be, hopefully, we will be putting up episodes of gameplay from this, too. When it's out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we're not big enough to have like early looks at nope. it or anything. <laughs> That'd be great. That's I mean, the whole EA, reason I'm doing this. If, if you want to send us a copy of the game, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, the the story follows uh, Cal Kestis, who's played by Cameron Monaghan um, from uh, Shameless. He's also a Joker from Gotham, who is a, an ex Jedi Padawan who is working for the Empire as a like a war reconstruction salvage person. Hang on, hang on a second. He played Joker and now he's playing a Jedi? Yeah. It's kind of reverse of Mark Hamill playing a Jedi and then the Yeah, Joker. well, I hadn't thought about that. That is really cool. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, so at some point when, when he's on the job, uh, he's forced to use the Force to save huh. to save someone or something. Forced and so, to use the Force? Yeah. <laughs> I was reading that and I was like, is this going to whatever? I'm gonna <laughs> um, so he's like, he's outed. As a force user um, and has to flee. Um, he finds, uh, at some point, he meets up with Saw Gerrera and those guys from Clone Wars and meets a former Jedi called Siri, I think her name is, played by Deborah Wilson. Um, and they have shenanigans. He, them and his BD1 buddy droid mm-hmm. have shenanigans. Um, and it, uh, the new trailer, you kind of find out that he's hunting something that is, quote, very precious to the Empire. Um, and a couple of really neat reveals, which is the second sister and the ninth sister, which are both, um, I think the first appearance of these are in the Vader, the Vader comics. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they are part of his Inquisitor squad or whatever that, uh, the Palpatine kind of puts together and makes Vader in charge of. I think at this point in the story, most of them are already dead because Vader killed them. Yeah, I was going to say, Vader doesn't seem very fond of his Inquisitors. He's a dick to them. Like, he really is. <laughs> and it, in one of the comics, he just straight up murders some of them because he's like, I'm tired of you. They, I think the official reason was that they had formed a physical attachment. Like, these two were, like, in love or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of them saved a baby that, like, Vader wanted to eat or something and so that got him killed that doesn't passion strengthen the dark side wouldn't love like make them better at their jobs or I, something i really don't know um <laughs> i'm sure vader probably just wanted an excuse to kill something probably uh, speaking of vader there is a, a part of that trailer where you hear some vader breathing as uh, uh, cal, uh cal Kestis is holding his like cool looking lightsaber trying to find something I really hope he doesn't show up in this game. I don't think he's going to. Or, or at least if he does, make him like an unkillable super boss that you have to just run away from. Yeah. Like don't don't pull a fucking force unleashed and let us kill Vader and the Emperor. Please. Maybe maybe <laughs> you've, you you as the the hero like walk into a room and he's still strapped into that restraint device that they put <laughs> into at the end of the second one. Or at, at the very least, 
please, if you're going to have a sequence where we kill Vader and the Emperor, just make it DLC. Make yeah. it like, completely non-canon. <laughs> just pretend. Um, so, uh, pretty. So, okay. So the Inquisitors were on um, this Jedi hunting force to help Vader hunt down any remaining Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some pretty convincing theories that Second Sister might be the uh, ex-Jedi Barriss Ophi. Hmm. Yeah, she was. Um, she ends up being a, a, a bad guy um, in Clone Wars. Uh, she's not like maniacally evil, but she becomes disenfranchised with the Jedi and, and is, D- disenchanted. Yeah, disenfranchised is like you lost your right to vote. Well, maybe she did. I did. Jedi have the right to vote? I don't know. Have you seen Clone Wars? I no. See, maybe I'm the one that should make the rules here. <laughs> Um, but she, like, she wasn't just out of the box, super evil. She was manipulated to, you know, do some bad things. And, um, I, I assume the Jedi excommunicate her and, um, and kick her out and everything, which would lead, it would, it would at least provide a pretty good path for her to, you know, be evil later. Yeah, I guess. Um, and Vader would have known about her because he was directly involved in her apprehension and everything. That would be an interesting twist, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would be even more interesting is if it is Barris that she doesn't know that Vader is Anakin. Ooh. Yeah. Also the ninth sister who this is gonna sound probably terribly stupid and at least a little bit sexist as trying to find some information mm-hmm. on her. I thought it was a guy. Oh. Because the the that particular alien was the uh Dowton? I don't know. Dowton? They're like the big and That bulky. big stocky with like the, oh. the chin horns and everything. Okay. So I just assumed it was male. Because it's like big and bulky, but definitely not. <laughs> Which is cool. Um, so they're involved in the game. Um, so a couple of things about this. Um, I'm excited that Respawn is, is kind of in charge of this. They're using the Unreal Engine. They did Titanfall. Um, and among other things. Um, the gameplay of this game looks pretty interesting. Point of order on that. The engine that a game uses doesn't necessarily have any impact on how it's going to play. Like, it's just a set of tools. It's mm-hmm. it, it, Imagine you're painting a picture. The engine you're using is, like, the, the paints and the palette. It yeah. doesn't affect wh- what how you compose the painting, what goes into it. Yeah, uh, at the very least, it's not like the Frostbite engine, um, which which is notoriously difficult to use and is not really well-suited for anything but first-person shooters, yes. Right, which uh, EA uses for um, Battlefront 2, their other Star Wars property. Mm-hmm. That's a different issue because EA not only publishes Battlefront, they, they developed, developed it, it yeah. and they have an in-house rule where... They make everybody use Frostbite because it's cheap because they developed it. Respawn developing it means they can use whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they want. Yeah, I can just eat a dick. Yeah, they just get to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, the gameplay looks pretty interesting to me. Um, so when I was first learning about this game, it seemed at first glance a little bit like Force Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the story beats are a little similar. Uh, at least they appear to be. After learning a little bit more about the game, after seeing the trailer and then seeing some good gameplay, it doesn't seem to be that at all. I think what makes me the most excited about this game is that it seems like everything has a sense of weight to it, yeah. like physical heaviness. Yep. Um, we see in a lot of lightsaber combat in the new trilogy, the, the sequel trilogy, those lightsabers, the combat always has weight. It's like they're swinging it's these visceral. gigantic broadswords. Yeah. 
Whereas, like, if you look at some stuff in the prequels, it looks like they're just kind of twirling glow sticks a whole mm. bunch of the time. <laughs> or, like, I, I absolutely love Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. It's, like, one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time. Yeah. Those lightsabers oftentimes feel like you're just kind of twirling them around. Yeah. It, it it lacks some of the the weight. Mm-hmm. But this game looks like it has a lot. Because, like, there's... I'm sorry to cut you off yet again, but there's this part in the trailer where Cal is fighting one of the Inquisitors, and he does this like tumble over her back, mm-hmm. and it's it's just kinetic. There's and some heavy. Good gravity, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think the lightsaber thing is a point, a good uh, thing to mention. Maybe this will be a, a thing for the podcast. I probably won't make it in the YouTube video, but um, it was some some special features you get as a podcast listener, all like three of you. Um, there is technically an explanation for the lightsaber weight thing uh when when they were first writing the original trilogy george lucas instructed the actors to pretend like it was very heavy that the weapon was very heavy and it was hard to lift Mm -hmm. and then um they decided when they're doing this the prequel trilogy that if they were going to show the jedi in their in their fighting prime that they need to be able to move very gracefully and quickly Mm -hmm. um so uh the new stunt coordinator, uh, Nick Gillard, comes along and says, well, they're weightless because they're made of light and light doesn't weigh anything. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the reason behind I think the the thing that the sequel trilogy does really well is that, like, you get a sense of weight, but I don't think it's necessarily because it looks like the lightsaber is heavy. They're just, the the fights are a little more brutal. Yeah. They're not, they're not graceful as much um like kylo just looks like he's trying to tear into something and kill it uh and ray just looks like she's been swinging around a staff on a desert for all of her life and all of a sudden she has a lightsaber um however okay so since we're talking about lightsaber combat in this game um the combat looks especially the lightsaber combat looks a lot like dark souls with how it operates yeah so like you yeah you kind of like lock on and I assume you'll have like parries and like things need to be um, correctly timed. I know that um, the way that uh, blaster blocking looks a lot how, um, I don't know, did you ever play Jedi Power Battles on the, like the original PlayStation? I don't think so. It's a great game. It's buggy as fuck and sometimes isn't very fun to play, but at the same time it is like super fun to play. Um, and they've got a mechanic in that game where um, you, you pretty much follow the events of episode one as one of like one of like four or five famous Jedi, mm-hmm. um, and I always play as Mace Windu because I always thought he was really cool. Yeah, sure. Uh, so when someone shoots at you, um, if you block it the second before it hits you, it will return it to the person who shot it. Which it looks like that's what Fallen Order does too. That the timing has to be correct for you to block that back at the person who fired it. That, yeah, that that's neat. Not only in a mechanical gameplay sense but also in a wider flavor sense mm-hmm. like if <clears throat> having that timing equates to more skill in in cal the jedi being able to yeah c- right and speaking of skill consider that he was a padawan okay so this was one of the problems with force unleashed is that the main character right out of the gate is impossibly powerful like he's crazy like crazy powerful can do all this crazy stuff even before you level him up right mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're going to go for the antithesis of that for Cal. I think that you're going to find out that he, maybe he isn't necessarily super adept at the Force, or at least 
he hasn't been trained in such a long time or just hasn't like worked that muscle in so long yeah. that it's not, it doesn't come so naturally to him. So I think that f- fights are going to be harder just like your general, um, your general confrontation with different bad guys. is going to be a little harder to get past. I kind of feel like anytime you are a force user in a star Wars video game, there's like, two different levels of combat. There's against your general stormtroopers or blaster-wielding mooks, mm. and then there's against people who also have lightsabers or similar, similarly equipped melee weapons. Yeah. In order to get the gameplay fantasy right, you have to be able to carve through stormtroopers like they're nothing. Yeah. Like, maybe deflecting blasters takes a little practice, but, like, once you get up close, the stormtroopers just go down like a sack of bricks. Getting that other lightsaber user force user and and fighting them at close range that's where the the brutality and the kineticism and the weight we're talking about come in yeah i i have a strong feeling that even this i mean they, they had 20 minutes of gameplay um that they put out it must have been a couple months ago um it was I think, an e3 i think yeah um the the one thing is that your 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 force ability is kind of um um it's a limited commodity you don't have a bunch of it. Yeah. So you can't just use the force to get out of every single combat situation you get into. And there were a couple of times where after three or four stormtroopers, he didn't necessarily have perfect interactions with everyone. And it, it made it tough to get past a little toward, like as he progressed, he ran out of juice a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, and I think the stormtroopers obviously. I mean, okay, so you're playing a video game. It's because you want to feel like a Jedi. Yeah, like that's literally the whole point. So you're right that they have to have, you know, you've got to be able to beat up on some stormtroopers. Um, I think that they're just looking for this to be an experience that is a little bit more visceral and, like you said, a little bit more um, with like with general weight. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think we kind of hit everything here. Um, I know that if you're probably watching a video on Jedi Fallen Order, you're probably at least a little excited about it. So let us know in the comments what you're excited about. Make sure you like the video. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, do that because we love subscribers. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter where you can follow us. And also, uh, if you're into podcasts, uh, we have a podcast on iTunes and Google Play and shit, what's the other one? It's on SoundCloud and um, there's like one more. I don't know. Yeah, you will find there um, kind of an extended cut of uh, the episodes that we do, so you get some bonus content. Um, Okay, so one thing I'm really excited about, obviously, is that next month, being November, um, the the Star Wars floodgates open, and there's a ton of stuff coming out. We're going to be really busy. Um, Of course, the the thing that people are probably looking forward to the most is uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And I figured this would be a good time since we're a couple months away from the release, to kind of lay out our list of questions that we want answered by the film uh, and figure out, you know, just kind of what our priorities are and what we feel like we need to learn from the story. So I figure you've got some questions, i got some questions. I'll do a question, you'll do a question, and we'll just do it like that. The top ten questions we want most answered by Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. 
We should. I should put some really good editing. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll figure that out. Get us trumpet fanfare. Da, 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 da. Or like every word comes down with a hammer sound. Yeah. Top ten. You know. You know I don't know. I'll figure all it right, out. Anyway. Yeah. What do you got? Number They'll one. probably look like shit because I'm bad. At that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my first question, I think, is probably the one that's on most people's minds, and it's the question that people have been asking since we saw Force Awakens, which is, uh, who is Rey, and where did she come from? I thought we already got that answer. We did. However, I don't think that that's going to be the last word on it. So, of course, in Last Jedi, we find out that she um, really is no one from nowhere, right? Yeah. Her parents were filthy drunk. Tra- Sold her for drinking right. money on Jackie. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I love that notion. I, I do, too. A, a, a video that we put out um, just a few days ago was addressing some leaks that we read. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that um, that I kind of pointed out was that it's it's kind of cool that you don't necessarily have to be a Skywalker or a Calrissian or a Mace Windu or, or something, yep. you know, to be noticed in the Star Wars universe. This is a galaxy that, like... So the Yuuzhan Vong War in the old expanded universe supposedly killed something like 350 trillion people. Yeah, it's so big. Across the entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. So if you have trillions upon trillions upon trillions of people, it makes no sense to me that, like... Four families are pro- are plot relevant. It's also statistically impossible. Yeah, <laughs> out of that many people and that so many beings. So the, the bigger we can make the galaxy by making Ray nobody, mm. I'm all for that. Yeah, that's more statistically likely. Uh, I know it doesn't. People ever since we saw Empire Strikes Back, man, everything is about who is whose kid, mm-hmm. and then Jedi was about who is whose sibling. Yep. And Star Wars set that up, and it, they kind of fucked all the movies after them. Because everyone expected big twists in movies about people being related. Mm-hmm. And it worked great for those movies. It was one of the most shocking things in Empire Strikes Back. Um, it doesn't... It's the, the trope is becoming a little tired. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they're probably going to find a compromise. I don't think she's going to end up being um, uh, a Skywalker or, spoiler alert, if these <laughs> leaks end up being true, related to some other old wrinkly... Bad man with lightning. Maybe a female clone of Luke made from his hand that got chopped off in yeah. Cloud City. I think I think that they will retcon it just a little bit to say that Ray isn't nobody, that her parents were um significant but not like in their own way. Like that they were their own people, they weren't necessarily related to anyone, uh, but they maybe were involved in uh in the rebellion. Or maybe not the rebellion, like the resistance when they formed the resistance, um, or in some other way. I think. I guess that's possible, but I really do hope they just leave it alone. I they would just leave it at Ray was her family were yeah. nobodies. I would prefer that. Okay, my first question is, how is Luke going to show up in this movie? So the, the obvious thing is, to say he's going to be a force ghost. He's going to mm-hmm. show up and talk to Ray and Kylo Ren. But what does he do there? Mm-hmm. So like, is is he going to? be an actual mentor to Rey now? Like, actually, because I think he still owes her one lesson from Last Jedi, right? And that depends on what... Um, so there's a deleted scene uh, with uh, Luke and Rey from Last Jedi that could have been a lesson. Um, it was mostly Luke just being a dick to Rey. He didn't show up in the movie. True, so yeah. it's not canon. Yeah, and that's that's the thing I kind of noticed after that was, like, he still said he was going to teach her something. I think it would... I think it goes without saying that he's... The very least he's going to do is show up and... Get some wisdom and mm-hmm. and be translucent and at the very at the, at the other opposite end of that, maybe he's not dead. 
Maybe he never died. Maybe not. If, you, if on my like my secret thirteen-year-old tinfoil hat conspiracy that Luke Skywalker lives. So the other real obvious character that he could show up to is Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. So what does he do there? Is he going to be like the whole troll Yoda in the swamp poking poke with a stick, <laughs> uh, or is he going to be the more you know Ben? Your mother really loves you. Yeah. You should, you should really give up this whole dark side thing. <laughs> Look, Ben, you fucked this up, too. <laughs> you keep fucking up. Just, yeah, I think, that's, um, I think that that's precluded as kind of a, a given, especially with his, like, his signature line from Last Jedi, you know, see, see around, kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it, you, you kind of expect that he'll be, he'll be around. The one thing that they really like doing in Last Jedi is having um, kind of the, the devil and the angel Mm-hmm. On on different characters' shoulders, um, like Ray had, uh, you know, Kylo and or Snoke and Luke, or Kylo and Luke, yeah. and then Poe kind of had um, Leia and Holdo. Was kind of like she wasn't trying to get him to do anything bad, but she was the like kind of his his antagonist a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be that Luke is trying to be the good guy and trying to you know make it tempting for him. Who knows. Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of Kylo, uh, I think number two. This is number three. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, so speaking of Kylo, it doesn't really like. I think a lot of what people are looking for is kind of how his story wraps up. Mm-hmm. And so we're like we're used to like Vader was redeemed at the end of the original trilogy, um, and then the the prequel trilogy. He, like the whole thing was about his his downfall, um, so I think people are expecting. I don't know. People are expecting a lot, and it wouldn't surprise. It would be a little cheap for me, but it wouldn't surprise me necessarily because it's Disney that Kylo would get a redemption at the end of that story. I don't know how it's possible because he killed one, like probably one of, or if not the most beloved character in the entire franchise. I mean, top three at worst. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how you come back from killing Han Solo, especially on like through, through the lens of it was his father as well. Yeah, I guess the only thing I could, the only way I could see it even possible is if they have some sequence with Palpatine as the big bad guy and Ben ends up dying in the process of defeating Palpatine and has this like last second come to Jesus moment, <laughs> which would be incredibly cheap. And I yeah. hope they don't do it. I th- yeah, it, it really depends on how. Um, I would I would like to think that J.J. Abrams is. I, I really like his work. I like his writing. Um, and if he went that direction, I would try to trust that he would do it the best way that he could. However, it's not necessarily. I I think he should die the bad guy. Okay. I think he should die the bad guy. After confessing his love to Ray, because I think he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. I okay. Like, make it dark. Yeah, sure. Like he's in love with her, <laughs> and she's like, "You're a bastard. You killed Han Solo." Even though Harrison Ford was thrilled. Yeah, yeah. and you 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 get to die for that. Okay. So speaking of death, <laughs> what's gonna happen to Leia? Because like. We know she's in the movie. Mm-hmm. We know they have old footage of Carrie Fisher that they're going to use. And, and thank God they're not going to, like, digital effects new. That's Carrie what they Fisher said. Um, a, a long, it, was, um, it wasn't too far. It, it wasn't too long after she died that I believe they, they came out with, a, with an interview. Or someone asked somebody and they said, we're not doing it. Because that's right around where Rogue One yeah. came out. 
and everyone was asking if that could be the yeah. thing, and they said they weren't going to do it. Because, like, they have the technology, and it looks okay. I bet with another couple years of R&D, it would look really good. I'm sure it looks good now, because, I yeah. mean, Rogue One was, a couple like, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that that technology probably has progressed. It also kind of depends on what the family wants, because it's one thing that I appreciated about um, Lucasfilm and Disney. They seem to approach Carrie's family and kind of ask them what they wanted, um, and Billy Lord said that she, uh, the way that they use Leia in the film is very tasteful and that she would really enjoy it. Now, Carrie Fisher would enjoy seeing a digital recreation of herself as like this super secret badass Jedi all of a sudden who's flipping yeah. on the light. Because even if it didn't look that convincing, she'd still be all about it, I think. I think so. I don't yeah. think that there's anything that could have come off as um, sacrilegious on how to use her likeness. Because, like, she was always joking about how she belonged to George Lucas anyway, and how like every time she looked in the mirror, she like owed him a royalty yeah. check. I think she would have had good fun with it. The question is, what would be narratively most satisfying? I know you have your theory of mm-hmm. she doesn't die, she just lives and goes off and, and does her own thing at the end, and I think I, I could see that working. Um, not not to have a story again. Like I don't think I think that would be the last Princess or General Leia story that yeah. we get. And it it would you would have to excuse the off screen death, but I think when when you have an actor like that that dies, um, it, it's a fine line to walk between creating something super and campy and kind of cheesy or just downright disrespectful. And there's nothing disrespectful about being like you know what Carrie Fisher died. Like, you don't have to see that. You don't have to see General Leia die. Like, the, yeah, you, sure. you've been enough, you know, you've been through enough with that already. Don't worry about it. If they wanted to go the complete asshole route, I guess they could have Kylo Ren kill her. I thought that they, I, when, I, I shit you not, we were sitting there watching Last Jedi on opening night. I thought they killed her halfway through, or, or like, the, yeah. the, in the first or second act yeah. or whatever. But, but like... Thing is, that would have been brilliant because it would have been entirely in keeping with what the rest of Last Jedi was. Yeah. It was all about subverting your expectations, yep. and here's General Goddamn Leia dying in the first fifteen minutes yes, or whatever. And I think Carrie Fisher would have been thrilled. <laughs> she, like not not for the same reason Harrison Ford was thrilled to yeah. have Han Solo die necessarily, but just because that it's so crazy. It's like kind of like out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it yeah. fits with her sense of humor. Yeah. It would have it would have uh, would would have set up, wouldn't have set up the possibility that she had. Uh, that gut-wrenching, heartwarming conversation with Luke at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think that was more important. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know. But, you know my preference is that she kind of, like, walks up into the sunset. And But if if not, then I hope they do it tastefully. All right, number three. Uh, number all right. Or whatever the fuck you're Yeah, it just, we're not. It's, it's like, who's lying? I'm just saying in chronological order. Yeah. Your third question. Yeah. Um, all right, so one thing I've been... Curious about since I learned about them is who the Knights of Ren are. Yeah, because they've just been conspicuous by their absence. Yes, and I uh, they've been a little unclear about wh- what exactly they are. I have I have a working theory that they are what was left of Luke's Jedi Order. Maybe, but we don't. I don't think we see any of them with lightsabers, do we? Like they all have blasters and stuff, or like melee weapons. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, maybe they don't necessarily have to use lightsabers to be Luke's old students. I mean, the Force is kind of synonymous with lightsabers at this point. Eh. I would be okay if it, I'd be okay if it wasn't that. Um, I would like some kind of, this, this is the thing is they're going to have to tell this story at some point. Like, I've got to know, first of all, 
what Luke Skywalker was like in his in, in his his adult prime, mm-hmm. how he started his Jedi Order, and I've got to see what happened. All of it. I've got to see what happened when it like when Kylo destroyed it. And I think it would be cool to find out that, that the Knights of Ren, or at least a couple of them, were Luke's former students. They might be. Imagine, I, imagine that as a scene with Kylo, like about to like go kick ass, and like Force Ghost Luke just appears, like before all of them, and was like, "Kylo, you're making a mistake. You too, Tommy and Billy over there. I remember <laughs> you." I think it would be cool. I think it, w- it would bring any any appearance by. He probably won't appear in front of the Knights of Ren anyway, but it's. I think it would be a cool thought. I was giving this some some thought as well. I thought they might be Luke's old students. They might be some other friends of Ben's. They might have been some mercenaries that Snoke picked up and said, hey, you need to go work for this kid to make him feel important. Or other Force-sensitives post-Jedi school I, that, I maybe, that maybe Kylo goes out to find. There's a lot that they could do, and it's a big unanswered question, yeah. and I hope mm-hmm. they get to it. So my number three. So is Sheen actually dead or what? Mm-hmm. Like... We know he plays some role in this movie because he has that laugh at the end of the Star Wars fan celebration yeah. trailer. Yeah. Um, so we know he's involved somehow. Is it just like Ray and Kylo Ren are dealing with like the last of his legacy, mm-hmm. like the stuff he left behind? Are they dealing with his Force Ghost? Is like how does he have a Force Ghost? If so, how does he have a Force Ghost? Yeah. Does he have a new clone body he's inhabiting? Like what? What's the deal with Palpatine? Yeah, I think that J.J. Abrams has all but kind of confirmed that Palpatine's the main bad guy. Um, of course, like, it, it would be hard for him not to be, is, is how colossal he is. Um, I have a feeling that, uh, I, I think it's impossible for him to be alive in the flesh. I think it's going to be something a little bit more similar to what we read in the Vader comics about um, this Darth Momin kind of, he attaches himself to an object kind of thing. The Death Star wreckage, or or maybe something in it, or maybe some kind of MacGuffin. No, no, really just sure. just the entire Death Star. Oh yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's like just the haunting old man, just yeah. like around the hallways, like the dark side, <laughs> complete. Do it. <laughs> All right, number four. Yeah. Or oh, is that me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Unless well, you want me to go. No, no, I gotta get my notes. Uh, I would. This is not necessarily, especially relating to our Palpatine question. This isn't um, super needed because it, Lucas can just say, "Well, the whole plan, the whole time was to have Palpatine as the bad guy, and Snoke was a red herring." Yes, but what's the question? I would like to know a little bit more about Snoke. Um, how he, and maybe not in this film, but at some point, I would like to more than what we learned from his his comic, which is about yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to find out uh, in the in the Force Awakens novelization. He really hints at the fact that he and Luke knew each other, mm-hmm. and that they weren't necessarily en- enemies at first. It's Wh- a really big Chekhov's gun, and it hasn't gone off yet. Yeah, um, it's it, I don't know. It's like I said with Palpatine in the picture. Snoke is kind of yesterday's news anyway, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean Snoke was cool. He's a cool idea, but he is no Palpatine. Yeah. So my number four, there was. I forget if it was a toy or a magazine picture caption or whatever, but somewhere along the line, we're, we were given mention of Sith troopers. Yeah. Which is important because neither Snoke nor Kylo Ren are Sith. In fact, they've gone out of their way since Force Awakens to make sure that people knew 
that Kylo and Snoke were not a part of the Sith. Yeah, so my question is, what the fuck is up with the Sith Troopers? Like, they pretty much have to be associated with Palpatine or something Palpatine had going on earlier. Yeah, it's it's got to be some kind of plan. Um, like, that, that's I think that's probably, if, if you were to give Palpatine the one superpower that he's known for, is being a scheming, murdering bastard. It's planning. Yeah, he, like... The right. dude had a long game. Like, he just, like, could not imagine. Are you saying Palpatine is Batman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Um, I, it's got to be some contingency somewhere he had. It could just be Kylo being like, oh, well, I'm a Sith now. Oh. So I'm going to call it. Because they are, they, I mean, the, the armor looks like First Order armor. Eh, yeah. It doesn't look like, like old school Imperial armor. So it's, I mean, it could be like the biggest poser boy God, thing in the not. world where Kylo's like, well, I'm a Sith now. So you guys are Sith troopers. My grandpa was a Sith, so yeah. I have to be a Sith too. Yeah, and maybe, maybe that's what Palpatine is, is, is a holocron. He's maybe. in a holocron and, and Kylo decides he's a Sith now. It's possible. Yeah, who knows. Anyway, number five. Um, the, the, the last one I have is, uh, I would kind of like to know what, what, exactly led Kylo to turn to the dark side. And this is one of those things that maybe doesn't necessarily need to be answered in, in this, like exactly in this film. Um, it, it could be a story that they tell at some other point, you know, in the next 30 years of star Wars that they're doing that we'll see before we're dead, mm-hmm. you know, well, 50 years or so. Um, no, no, 30 years, global warming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about how that whole thing went down. Because just the notion of someone falling to the dark side for no good reason is a little, like, it's kind of lazy to me. The reasoning so far that we've seen is that Ben woke up in his bed at Daddy Skywalker's Jedi camp with Luke standing over him with a lightsaber. You ever seen a grown man naked? They didn't really do that. That's my childhood here I'm talking about. I'm totally joking. (laughs) But, so they gave that little bit of explanation, but I feel like that's, that might be what pushed him over the edge, but that's not what got him to the edge. Yeah, Luke Luke had mentioned to Ray that he had already sensed um, darkness in him in the novelization, in the Force Awakens novelization, um, uh, General Leia makes extremely clear that Snoke was after Ben and they knew about it before he was born. And this ties all back to your previous question of needing to know more about Snoke. Right. So like there, there's so much of the backstory of these of this trilogy that's tied together and we don't know this one piece which means we can't know this other piece which means we can't know this other piece yeah. so on and so on. Right. Um yeah, it's they they have a lot of loose ends to tie up. Um I wouldn't be entirely surprised if this movie is 16 hours long. <laughs> God, I hope not. I would still I'd watch it. I I I would too, but I Really hope it's not 16 yeah. hours. Anyway, let us know what you think. I have one oh. more question. Sorry, okay. My question. Is Dark Ray's tuning fork lightsaber really as dumb as it seems? Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, well, when she ignites it in, in that footage, like, the, there's the two lightsabers right next to each other, and then she gives it the little jerk and it turns into the, the saber staff. <laughs> she gives it the jerk. Why can't she just have it the normal saber staff? Like, I don't know. You know the, the Darth Maul special. As a technical answer, um, I remember this um, this argument coming up when the very first teaser for Force Awakens hit, 
And before you even know who Kylo Ren was, you have this dark shadowy figure. You just see his back and he ignites the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And then there are the cross guards yeah. and people kind of wondering what the practicality of it was. Um, every Star Wars movie, they've tried to find, at least past the old, the old trilogy, they've tried to find a lightsaber that's kind of unique. So, like, Darth Maul had his double-sided lightsaber. Well, kind of did with Return of the Jedi, too, right? Because Luke's green lightsaber? Yeah, I guess at that point, a, gr- a green lightsaber had been a big deal. But I mean, as in design. Yes. So, like, uh, you had, like, Darth Maul's, and then um, Dooku's was, saber. yeah, his, like, fencing saber. And uh, even the Inquisitors, um, which we'll talk a little bit uh, about later, uh, have the, the spinny helicopter lightsabers and... Um, and then Ezra's from uh, Rebels is turns into a pistol as well that yeah. shoots lightsaber bolts or something. <laughs> it's a staple gun that shoots lightsabers. Yeah. So it's you know it, um, I think I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be something we need. We're going to ask a bunch of questions about because I think we're going to find out it was just. It yeah. was all a dream. Yeah, it was, it was a vision, or you know. All right, now we can get. Yeah, here. yeah. I guess okay. Uh, so let us know what you think. Um, obviously, maybe we didn't get all of your questions. So if you have some questions, let us know in the comments uh, below. Make sure to like uh, this video and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we're on social media at uh, Facebook and Twitter. And if you're the podcasting kind, you can find us on virtually any podcasting platform that is worth listening to podcasts on. Uh, okay, so we were talking a little bit earlier about some stuff coming out in November that we're really excited about. Turns out everything cool is coming out in November, including Disney Plus's series, The Mandalorian, starring uh, Pedro Pascal and Gina Carano and some other really big name actors. I figured we would take the time today to lay out a couple of questions we kind of expect to be answered. Because we don't know a whole ton about this show, right? We, we know, I think, less about it than we know about Rise of Skywalker. Which is impressive, because we don't know very much about Rise of Skywalker right. either. Yeah. They're keeping everything very secretive over there at Lucasfilm. And Disney. Yeah, so we're going to have a number of questions. We were supposed to do ten, but we're not going to do ten. The top six questions yeah. we have about The Mandalorian. Yeah. And you know what? It'll be as many as we give you, and you'll be happy with it. Ha! <laughs> And if you're happy with it, of course, make sure you like the video and subscribe and comment because uh, every little bit of love helps. Um, so, okay, the first question. So, th- this first question yeah, um, kind of gets a, a little bit of a proviso before it. This show was originally a Boba Fett story treatment. Mm-hmm. And they were like, don't talk about the coolest fucking bounty hunter in the world. No one wants to know about that. No one wants to know about Mr. Jetpack. Yeah, so let's do not Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what's your question? I want to know what happened to Boba Fett. Well, he got digested in the Sarlacc for 5,000 years or whatever. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think he did. At the very least, his armor made it out. You'd find that out in the Aftermath series. Maybe the Sarlacc spit that out after like two years. I feel like if you digest something for 5,000 years, <laughs> you can probably digest Mandalorian armor. I don't know. Mandalorian armor might be real fucking tough. Yeah, Mandalorian though. armor is, is some real shit. Yeah. Anyway, I would like to know a little bit about Boba Fett. Um, I know that it's not the show's not about him, but he, you know, he was, a, I guess, a poser Mandalorian. An interesting wrinkle in the whole Boba Fett fate question is that we actually saw his ship back in the ray comic yep we did a, a while back yeah and Re- the, recommended video top right corner yeah ray comic oh right that's there. a really good way to cross yeah, yeah. that. um th- that is precluding of course that it's slave one yeah 
uh, I assume that they're kind of like Cadillacs and there isn't just like one of them. Like there might be more than one of those ships. It's kind of a distinctive looking ship and yeah. I don't think it would have appeared in that comic by accident. That's true. Um, all right. Yeah, go ahead with your question. Right. My my first question, uh, is this a like, so, so our title character, the Mandalorian, is this an actual original true bred flesh and blood Mandalorian or is this a Jango clone? Because there were a lot of clones of Jango Fett, and they're all "quote unquote" Mandalorian, but well, Jango wasn't Mandalorian. Was he not? No, he was a poser. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, and I think I, I could be wrong about this. I will. Um, I'll do some research and throw it up on the screen here um, in the future. But I'm almost positive they have confirmed that he is ma- actually Mandalorian. Hmm. So who knows? If not. Um, or if that question isn't immediately answered, it would be nice to know. Because uh, that, that connects him to an entire different story in Star Wars that, that all of a sudden becomes very relevant. That we also have not seen a ton of. I know they showed up in the Clone Wars a they're, bunch. they're pretty important in Clone Wars. Um, uh, and they might answer some, some more questions about that. Because there's, there's like the last season of Clone Wars that's coming out um, Especially next with, year. Especially with... Dave Filoni being involved in The Mandalorian. He's, I know he's directing the pilot or something. Uh, let me tell you what. Having Dave Filoni a part of that project is one of the most exciting things I can think of. Because, like, John Favreau's pretty cool, but David Filoni, holy shit, he's a <laughs> genius. Like, he's so, so good. And you know what? That When you watch him talk about stuff, especially about Star Wars, you know that he's just, like, head over heels in love with it. And that's, like, that's what I want to see in my Star Wars creators someone who's really in love with the, you know, the franchise. Like Kevin Feige. Yeah. That's another recommended video. Feige? Feige? You say Feige? I think it's Feige. Oh. Uh, I'm, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it's Feige. It's one of those names where it doesn't well, really matter. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough on that question. What's number two? Uh, isn't yours number? Oh, yeah, you just had number two. Yeah. Yeah. So you're number three. Yeah. So given the timeline where we are, which is like kind of after Return of the Jedi and, and before um, The Force Awakens, I would like to know like, what the current state of the galaxy is. Like, the Empire, of course, suffered a crippling loss at Endor, and we kind of know what ends up happening to them eventually. In, in the long run, yeah. sure. Uh, they, you, you know, they make their last stand at Jakku, and then they kind of, like, limp away, and no one knows where the fuck they're going, and they're just like, just let them go. But there's a bunch of footage in that trailer that suggests at least some parts of the Empire yeah, are well, still... Yeah, well, at least two distinctive camps. Because you have uh, Giancarlo Esposito's... Um, group who and he's some moth I can't remember his name right now who are um, very shiny and like kept that that military discipline mm-hmm. and then you have Warner Herzog's stormtroopers who have seen better days and like their armor's like dirty and shit and they're just like sitting around drinking and stuff mm-hmm. so um, it's one of those things that made it over from Legends I think where there are different parts of the Imperial Remnant that, that are kind of scurrying for control over local systems imagine it like the fall of the the roman empire like Mm -hmm. the central roman empire fell apart but there's still all these outposts and and individual cities and and stuff that are quote-unquote roman Mm -hmm. so they're all kind of fending for themselves and instituting whatever rules they can it's probably it's probably an i bet an imperial versus imperial war probably like in in the first season nice power struggle yeah all right question number four uh, related to yours, what does the fall of the Empire mean for the average person in the galaxy? 
So, like, we, we know from, like, the first establishing shots of the Mandalorian trailer where there's, like, stormtrooper helmets on pikes. There were a lot of people who didn't like the Empire there very much. They might just not like people there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, fuck you, you have a head. But, like, the Empire, also, for, for, for all the evils it did, the Empire was also a pretty stable society. Yeah, and some people, some people crave those kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. And the, and the thing is, stability is good for business. Because if you're trying to run your corporation or whatever, you want to know who the government is going to be, what their policies are going to look like, and you want to know all of that is going to be relatively the same for decades yeah. so that you can keep making money. And when, and when business is good, when money is steady and easy to come by, people are generally pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Like that, That's not just in fiction, that's anywhere. So what does the loss of that stability, that like galaxy-wide stability... What does that mean for the average people, the, the people that our Mandalorian might encounter tramping around from bar to bar looking for his bounty? Or, sorry, cantina to cantina. Yeah, I think that that depends on a couple of things. The first being their, their literal proximity to the core worlds. Mm-hmm. I think that probably uh, the further and further you get away from the physical location of where the New Republic sets up their capital, it's a little harder to police out of there. Um, you know, of course, at the end of Return of the Jedi that everyone seemed pretty thrilled yeah. about the Empire falling. Like, everyone was, like, watching the live stream when it happened, and they were, like, super excited. There was that sequence they added in the special edition where, like, you're on Coruscant, they're pulling down the statue of yeah. the Emperor. Or the Jar Jar, we are free! <laughs> that was, like, George Lucas being like, fuck you, you're going to get some Jar Jar Binks. Mm. Uh, so it really depends on, I, I think what we're going to find out is, at least where this story takes place, um... The people there are going to be kind of how Americans are right now, where we're like, both political parties suck. Everything sucks. Our, like, the government sucks, and we're all starving to death, and all of us are sick and dying, and we don't have health care. I think that's generally what their kind of thing is going to be, where they, like, they have to take care of themselves. They're probably far away from the influence of the New Republic. Um, and, you know, also maybe... Some of these imperial factions trying to take control, people might be kind of looking f- for someone to take some authority, mm-hmm. so that they kind of like set up that that stability that you're yeah. talking about. All right, number five. Okay, so uh, one of the things that, uh, like one of the uh, the splintering story uh, arcs in Clone Wars, happens on Mandalore with like real Mandalorians mm-hmm. and. If if it is true that the Mandalorian uh, is actually a Mandalorian, he will have some really good information about what ends up happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have their own complex uh, political structure. Um, they all have... It's just like the, the whole Mandalorian thing, or the whole Mandalore thing is really pretty interesting. I know that you don't watch Clone Wars or Rebels a whole bunch, um, because the uh, one of the characters in Rebels is is a Mandalorian as well, and she wields the dark saber and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's it'd be interesting to know ex- like exactly where you know kind of fill in the blanks with what happened and stuff, and maybe like what he thinks of it or how it's kind of like affected him. Yeah, because Mandalorians have always been this very visually striking people. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far back as Boba Fett's existed. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to, to, to look at 
and and try and figure out what the substance is behind that flash. Yeah. So, so my last question. This is more related to the the format of the show, I guess. But how episodic is this is this show going to be? Are we going to have like a different planet every week, like Star Trek does, like or a is, procedural thing? Yeah. Or or are we going to have like multi episode arcs where we stay in one location and hunt a bounty for you know three hours and then before we go on to the next one. Yeah, procedural TV is dead. And and it's been dead for a while, I think. Um, and I think Game of Thrones and similar properties were, were the, like the last nail in the coffin. Um, especially on a streaming service like Disney+. Plus, I would expect that they set up some really intricate storylines that run from the first episode to the very last episode of the entire show. I suspect that as well. I part of me would be charmed if they did go the episodic route, uh, the the planet of the week route, just because you get to see a lot. You yeah. get to see a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, that would also be a problem on the production end because you need like three times as many locations to film on, for instance. Yeah, and then they got to think of like seven other sand planets. Yeah, <laughs> and what to call them because <laughs> they can't call them Tatooine or Dantooine. It's like Fantooine. I mean, I guess we could have an episode on Jakku. Kakantooine. Trying to track down Ray's parents or something. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. sold a kid for drinking money. That's illegal. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going that far <laughs> into the rabbit hole. I do. I do have a just. You know, as we're about to wrap this up, I do have a sneaking suspicion that we're going to see a lightsaber at some point during the show. Hmm. And I would not be entirely surprised, though this character will not be the central focus. Of anything, but we, and not even in the first season, but we might see a younger Luke Skywalker mm. and what he's up to. And this, so you know that Luke was kind of like hunting around for stuff he can learn from after after Return of the Jedi. Lauren Santeca, um, that old guy that like gets right up in Kylo's face at the end of or at the beginning of Force Awakens, yeah. um, was helping Luke find um, Force relics. Because he's kind of like an, an Indiana Jones type, um, and it wouldn't it, it would be kind of a cool thing for him to be like I need to find this thing. What, what if you got both your wishes at the same time, and like you, we get this shot of of someone just like the Mandalorian breaks into a place where they're hunting a bounty. You see this figure clad in black, and then oh yes, keep going. Ignite the lightsaber. Oh, Vasker. Oh god. <laughs> That's just everything <laughs> yeah. you ever wanted, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was, oh man, that and was He just good. kind of casually peers over his shoulder. Yeah, I think, um, I think that'd be cool. I, I think that the chances are, are fairly low, because it's, I, I think that they're trying to set up a, set up their own thing that maybe isn't, they've been very resistant about not having anything about Jedi in the Force lately, which irritates me, because that's like why I watch Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, it's, I'm not expecting it, however, I like, Man, that would be the best nut in the world to blow. Last thought on this. What if the Darksaber shows up? Well, I think it has to at some point. Does es- it? Especially if the Mandalorian is a legit Mandalorian. It, it depends on how involved he is with other Mandalorians, I That's, think. It, that also kind of, yeah, I guess it, it depends. And, you know, if you... Like, if he's just out on his own hunting bounties, I could see him not ever running into it or maybe not even knowing it exists. Or not real. caring. Like, he could yeah. be a Mandalorian but just not care about his people yeah like he just he's like i mean he's he like is about it like i'm with my family <laughs> i haven't seen those fuckers in forever dark saber that's cute i got this big ass rifle yeah 
Uh, anyway, let us know if we uh, miss any questions. Ask them in the comments below, and if we've got some time, maybe we'll try to answer them. Uh, go ahead and like the video, comment, follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we're on, uh, well, we have a podcast where all podcasts are sold, so iTunes and Google Play. So, Our podcast uh, is free, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was joking. You don't actually have to them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're free. So uh, let us know what you think, and always remember... The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here.